The Florida Gators are looking to finish strong before the early signing period begins. We're going to be joined by Brian Smith, Lockdown's Recruiting Insider here on Lockdown Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports Giants, Country NFL 33. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. If you're not part of the Lockdown Gators Insider subtext group, links in the description is joinsubtext.com slash Lockdown Gators. Um, two weeks free, five bucks a month after that. No commitment whatsoever. Just a great way to support the show and get inside information like they've been getting recruiting updates, coaching hire updates, and or just names that I'm hearing. But now it's time for Brian Smith. And joining me now for Lockdown Gators is Brian Smith, Lockdown's Recruiting Insider. And before we get into it, LinkedIn is the college recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown Podcast Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to. Faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. And Brian, we're less than a week away from the early signing period beginning. Before we talk about the high school recruits, uh, we'll, we'll talk transfer portal. Florida's taken the approach, at least this year, of most of the players that they're in on going in for starters at the G5 level that are looking to take the next step up. Uh, you have, I mean, if you're looking at just the people that they've contacted, you've got a couple of DBs from the MAC, one from Buffalo, one from Central Michigan. You've got offensive tackle Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon coming over from uh, San Diego State. He's going to be on campus this weekend for a visit. How, how do you feel about that approach compared to the the Power 5 depth player, we'll say? Well, I think it's pretty good strategy because you want guys that are comfortable with learning scheme, learning a playbook, and have shown the effort. A lot of the reasons that guys don't make it, no matter what their recruiting ranking is once they get to college, everybody's good. You have to do all the little things, and some guys just don't want to do it. It's one of the main reasons college coaches get so frustrated with what talent they have, because those kids don't allow them to maximize. So I'm not really surprised. Napier and his staff are taking an approach similar to a lot of other schools, Saban and everybody else. You look at the kids they kind of bring in, how many of them aren't experienced? It's a pretty low number. Uh, we can talk about it from a lot of perspectives. If you take the five-star backup that's at Georgia's it's a freshman, that's kind of a different deal. He's just waiting in the wings at Georgia, but there's only a few schools like that. In general, I'll take the experienced guy, so I like it. Yeah, and I, I do want to talk about this because I, I am of the approach of, yes, I, I like going for a group of five starter as opposed to a power five backup. Like you mentioned, you know, Georgia guys, a lot of them that hit the portal are young, but we'll use just – for argument's sake, we'll talk about Jalen Kimber. Uh, was a backup for a few years at Georgia. Was supposed to be a starter, then he got hurt and became a backup, and is never really taken that back. Hasn't panned out at Florida. 
what do you think of when you look at that? Like a guy who's been, we'll say, in the SEC for three years as a backup. Is that something where we can just go, oh, like he just hasn't gotten the opportunity yet because in three years, you think? That that makes sense. Well, you got to do your due diligence. You got to talk to people behind the scenes because there are questions on both sides of that. Okay, he's really talented, but he's not playing. I get it's Georgia, but why, why didn't he get any significant playing time? Is he injury prone? Has he been suspended much? And unless you know those answers and definitively, I wouldn't touch it because there's just too much unknown with it. You know, Kirby doesn't care. He's going to play the best guy. It doesn't matter if he's from Texas. doesn't matter if he's from Washington, you know, New Jersey. He doesn't care. So, yeah, I would I would make sure that you did your due diligence because otherwise walking into a, a fire right there, that that's how you waste scholarships, man. Got to make sure you know what you're getting. Yeah, and looking at the transfer portal in general, I feel like, it, it, first off, it just is a whirlwind. <laughs> like, guys, there's every day there's big names hitting. It, it's a wild time. But when you're trying to use the transfer portal for recruiting, where we saw, I mean, TCU last year brought in, I think, the highest rated transfer portal class. They had a ton of guys coming in that was like, all right, they're going to replace a bunch of their talent. Ole Miss this year is off to a hot start with it. Notre Dame is also off to a hot start with the transfer portal. How important is it to get the eval right immediately because if you're bringing someone in and you're like all right we're gonna bring him in as a starter like you get the eval wrong and you've risked it all for someone to immediately contribute and it's yikes which i mean you you can even (coughs) say that for florida they've had a few of those guys where they thought they had the eval right like rj moton and it just didn't work out immediately It's pretty interesting you bring that up because schools have guys that are dedicated to the portal now. They they get the transcripts and all that stuff, and and they hear about stuff. These phone calls and all that happens way ahead of time. If you didn't know already, when a player submits his name, believe me, that's not the first time he was thinking about it. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. You can connect the dots from there. But, yeah, there are people that are connected to it as their primary job. They report to the staff. They report to the head coach, the AD trends because everybody's trying to learn on the fly here it's a big job now i I imagine moving forward it's almost going to be like a a general manager position for colleges because if you can't also retain some of your guys like what practices can we take to get guys to stay like it's a big deal multiple people on the staff etc i i think you're looking at a long-term problem for all schools with this because it's one thing to get them, but I mean, when the other guy's walking out the door, there goes your depth because these kids all want to play. So, man, it's confusing for me, and I know it is for you because we text about it and stuff. And it's just, <laughs> wow, did, did you see that one coming? No, no, I didn't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and it happens, like you said, every day. So I yeah. don't even know how to really address it for Ford or anybody else, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, we've you mentioned general matter. We've seen some Power Five schools make that leap. We've seen Ohio State, Georgia Tech. Um, I think Ole Miss too, they have a literal general manager now in college. It's just, it's an insane time. Oh oh yeah, absolutely get it. I know that, look, every player that hits the portal and every player or almost every player that doesn't hit the portal, if you were a high ranking recruit, I know you're getting the DM of just like, hey man, you considering the portal from another school and uh, that's that those are conversations that are happening all the time. But when you're looking at specifically, we'll say group of five to power five transition, 
are there positions that you look at and you think it's easier to make that transition? Is it offensive line? Because if you're a powerful offensive lineman, if you've got good technique, then you're going to translate wide receiver because playmakers, as long as you get the ball, will make plays wherever they go. Are there any spots that you look at specifically? Outside the numbers, I think the athleticism translates a little bit easier inside the box. I mean, like you look at the SEC D-line. D-line's just forever been a little more centralized into the mainstream because they're heavily recruited. And it's also a situation where, generically speaking, most of those guys just naturally are strong as all get out. If you don't have big boy strength, you know, like you're a 390 bencher and up kind of thing as a freshman or sophomore in college, you're probably not going to play for it, you know, along the trenches. Now, out wide at corner, if you're 6'1 and you can run and you, you know, you were raw coming out of high school and you went to Toledo, but you were a first team all Mac player as a sophomore, somebody pretty good, you know, those inboxes are going to transpire, you know, <laughs> guarantee it. Kentucky, you know, maybe it's Clemson. I mean, they're even considering, you know, like, look out. I mean, they're offering portal guys now. So it's open ended there. I don't think the line of scrimmage is where you get your portal guys, generically speaking, out of the G5, but there are some exceptions. Uh, Joey Slackman, I mean, he's, look at him. Joey so there are, yeah, I mean, it, it's wild because the ones that are good are like, it just doesn't matter. Like Jared Virtue, watch him and go, okay, okay I, I get it. I get it. But those are the exceptions, not the rule. So, yeah, I think you're going to see more corners and receivers, some safeties, probably more than anything else. Yeah, the ones that do translate in the trenches are the ones where you watch them as freshmen, sophomores. And you're like, all right, grown man strength, got it. I I, I get it. That's that that's what will go over. We're a day away from bowl season beginning, and no matter where you live, as long as you're in the continental U.S there's a decent chance that there's a bowl game being played near you. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E with no space for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. That's code locked on college for $20 with game time. So download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. For Florida, we've talked a lot just with each other and just me on the show uh, about Florida in the public perception angle of things, how, you know, the, the Jaden Rashada situation, lose, losing commits. And I mean, Jamonte Waller was a huge deal. Started off a great recruiting weekend for you with Florida back in June. And then he flipped. It appears that LJ McCray is going to be a Gator. He he tweeted the one week until I'm a Gator graphic, uh, which everybody did except for him, Xavier Filsamy, and uh, Amaris Williams, if I'm not mistaken. I'm taking that as LJ McCray saying that he, he he is going to lock in. In the eyes of public perception, how does that bode for Florida? Because you didn't gain a commit, but you did retain one that quite a few people were like, oh, he's he's going to be leaving. Like once, once he booked the Auburn visit, Florida fans lost their mind. Like they were like, oh, he's gone. 
Auburn is the boogeyman now for Florida. So they were very confident he's gone, but it appears he's going to stay. So how does that bode for a public perception victory, if you consider it one at all? I think it's a really big deal because A's D-line, B, they're, they're thin at D-line, C, he's from Mainland High School in Daytona. That's right down the road from Gainesville. And then finally, for the love of mankind, just stop the bleeding. Like, for the love of mankind, Florida's class is imploded. That's important, man. you got to get somebody up there. I mean, at some point, they're going to call you and ask you to put a helmet on. Now, I don't think you're going to hold up well at 3-Tech. So I'll try my best. I could, I'm, I could get skinny. That's that's a th- I'm a threat there. Just let me shoot the gap. Anyway, moving forward, uh, it's just one of those deals where you can't lose that many guys and people not be ticked about it. Do you blame the Florida? I mean, you got to deal with them every day. I don't know what the decommitment list is, but wait till Williams decides he's going to jump too. I don't think he's going to UF. I'd say that's an Auburn, Ohio state deal. I'd be my guess barring something else. I mean, I don't, I think that's the last two. So Florida's taken on enough water. It was good for them to get a win of sorts, if you will, whatever they can get. So good for, for Billy and his crew. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that Amaris kind of feels more like an Ohio state Auburn battle, even though he is a Florida commit right now. I feel like Florida's on the, opposite side of that battle with a different commit because you have Jaden ball who's an arkansas commit but at this point in time it's like oh he's florida alabama he's got a georgia tech visit as well it feels like he's going at this point anywhere but arkansas but with trevor Etienne gone to the transfer portal with let me tell you if he goes to georgia like we're expecting the timeline is gonna blow up the day that that happens i just want to get that i'm gonna be there for the entertainment by the oh way. man i'm i'm gonna it, i like i've expected it for weeks now and i'm still gonna be pissed about it but with him gone how important is it for florida to to add a second back to your class like Jaden ball which again has become now more florida alabama georgia tech than anything else where montreal johnson is expected to come back but has not definitively said he's coming back. I was for you to say it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has not definitively said he's going to come back instead of declaring. Besides that, you had Trayon Webb had 30 touches all last season. Cam Carroll had a major knee injury right before the season started. How important is it for Florida to add a second back in this 2024 class? Huge. Running back is a spot where there's injuries to begin with. You need to reload. And quite frankly, Florida likes to run the ball. They need five backs on their depth chart minimum every year. So, you know, with Carroll's injury and you're not really showing a whole lot of your cards if you're a certain Marshall Johnson, yeah, Florida has to play this conservatively. You have to get another back if it's not ball at somebody else. But sounds like they're going to get him. He's a pretty darn good player. You know, Alabama doesn't just recruit guys randomly. <laughs> so, Especially running. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they've had, they've had a history there. I would imagine that Florida's doing pretty well. And that's the one thing Billy and his staff can sell. Like, hey, man, we are going to run the football. Watch the film. So it shouldn't be that hard. Let me tell you guys, prize picks has been the best way for me to make money playing daily fantasy sports this year. If you've got skills, you can turn 10 bucks into 250 bucks with just a few easy taps and research. It's simple. 
and easy to play with quick withdrawals too, which for me is the biggest thing. I'm not waiting 48 hours. I just won't use your app. I'll keep the money in there until I lose it all. Honestly, I'd rather do that. Uh, that's, I know it doesn't work like that. Like I, I know that's not a good thought process, but that is the thought process I'm going to have. It's what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Remember that prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. On the defensive side of the ball, Florida, they finally made their defensive backside, which still drives me crazy. They fired Corey Raymond, fired Sean Spencer still two weeks ago, still don't have a defensive line coach. Just got the DB coach announced earlier this week. Um, I, I think that was just a massive fumble of timing there. and It was just a mess. But Will Harris, DB coach, was the assistant DB coach with the Chargers. He's someone who played DB at uh, USC under Pete Carroll. He coached DBs under Jimmy Lake for four years at Washington from 2018 to 2021. So pretty good DBs came out at that time. couple first-round picks. He's seen some of the best DB coaches in, in recent history develop these guys. Is that an easy selling point for him along with the Washington resume? Just like, yeah, dude, I've, I've done it. I've, I've lived it. I, I played college DB under Pete Carroll. Those are stories that you can share around the campfire, on the phone, in-home visit with mom, uh, bring up pictures of Pete Carroll, talk about a conversation you had with him. He plays his cards right, and he adjusts to each recruit and their family settings, perhaps the high school coach. Absolutely. Now, it's still West Coast, but everybody knows who Pete Carroll is if they follow football. Everybody knows who Jimmy Lake is if they're a DB. Those kinds of things are not very difficult. In Florida, it's not hard to sell, as I've said on this show 50 times. It should be an easy point. The only thing that disadvantage right now, it's just relationship. It's not long enough to do much with this class. That's just reality. Starting in 25, I'd expect Florida to bring in some pretty darn good DBs. That was going to be my legitimate next question about relationship, because he hasn't had that That's hard. opportunity to do so. We're looking at Florida, trying to lock in Zay Mincy, who we'll talk about in a second, trying to lock in Gregory Smith, who we'll talk about in a second, trying to flip Jameer Grimsley from Alabama right now. But when you don't have that relationship, just how far can a resume take you? Right now? about as far as I can kick a cement block. So that, that doesn't sound very far at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to fail. Your Iron Man, that doesn't sound very far. Um, it's going to be a very difficult pull. I don't see any of those because why would you go play for a guy you don't know? It's just my opinion. The only thing I can say, like Mincy likes Florida so much, he might just go there. But again, he played – at Daytona Beach, Maine. It's right down the road. He grew up watching the Gators. That would be more of a school choice, and that's okay. But outside of that, eh, I'd be a little leery on predicting for to get any additional defensive backs in this class. Yeah, and I mean, just on, on the subject of Zay Mincy, how the hell does Florida even get... I, I know that he's just completely airlocked, right? Like, no one can get a single thing from him. Do you just sell hey, it's Florida, and we have L.J. McCray. Is that what you sell? Because, again, you can't sell a relationship. Playing time. I mean, unfortunately, for all the wrong reasons for Florida fans, there's playing time available. 
look, we were terrible last year in the secondary. Why don't you come help us? I mean, seriously, they were they were garbage because they would make five great plays in a row, then somebody would be running wide open, buck naked down the middle of the field. They just they just failed. There's a chance for guys to come in and play. Uh, it's wild because they had moments for games they were really good, and then like the LSU game happened. That's a whole other travesty that's undefinable. Yeah, I know. What, what, we should write a book about that sometime. That'd be a great time. I'm about to but, slam my head into the desk just just because <laughs> you brought that up. Just saying. <laughs> You're lucky we have to finish the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's unfortunate. But <laughs> they have to find a way to get past this point because it's one of the premier DB schools in the country. State of Florida is loaded with DBs. They just got to find a way to get somebody. And they're second signing today. They might bring in a Juco. They might get it a transfer. But they got to shore some things up and create more competition and figure it out in the spring. Spring ball at UF will be one of the more interesting ones in the country just because of the DB room, in my opinion. Because there's talent there. What is going on? I mean, just saying. Yeah, and the last player to talk about today is Gregory Smith, the third uh, safety committing on Wednesday. He was supposed to commit earlier this week. It was for weeks the rumor was that he was going to push it back. He inevitably did push it back. Florida, I feel like Florida should feel like the favorite here, but not having a DB coach for two weeks certainly doesn't help you. Uh, you texted me about him three months ago at, at this point. It was quite some time ago that you first uh, texted me about him. We haven't talked too much about him, but obviously, I mean, South Florida, Toledo, Virginia, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt are the other teams in his top six for Florida. How should Florida feel? And if he does commit to Florida, what kind of player is Greg Smith? He played quarterback for Sumner High School just south of Tampa. He's got a good arm, very athletic, 6'3", 6'4", can really run. I thought he was as good a player in the greater Tampa area as there was this year, and that's saying something. The key with him is figuring out how to use him as fast as possible, whether it's Florida or somewhere else. Because, again, he mostly played quarterback. But he even told me that free safety would probably be his spot. And that was right before the season started. I have a picture of him standing against the wall. I had to back up to get his arm width. And with the wings. It looked like the uh, the Michael Jordan one where he's holding it. really does. Yeah, like Jordan has a tremendous wingspan. Shocker. This kid does too. So, yeah, he's a really good kid, 4-0 student. He's what you're looking for. Kind of a late bloomer, but it, part of that is just because he was playing quarterback at his high school. But he ain't going to play quarterback for the Gators or whatever school he goes to. Yeah, can we think about that for why why his offer list is what it is? Because you look at Florida, yeah, and it's Toledo, South Florida, Virginia, Ole Miss, and Vanderbilt. And it's like, what even is that list? Because that's not a list of someone that's a group of five player, and it's not a list of someone that's a power five player. It's just so many. So is it really just he's going to be playing a brand new position, just a pure project? I mean, he's played some defense too, but I mean, it's still projection. There's not enough room for everybody to feel comfortable, but I mean, he can just run like a deer. Florida State and Oklahoma were interested. I mean, he had some really serious off, but it's hard to figure out where he's going to play. That drives some coaches nuts, but he's a dude. So we'll see him playing for a big time program at some point, whether it's Florida or whatever. I assume it's going to be the Gators, but he's too good an athlete not to end up in the SEC. Thank you so much, Brian. This is Brian Smith, Locked On's Recruiting Insider and the host of Locked On Seminoles. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention that like once every three or four times I have you on. I'm sick of saying it all the time, but catch Brian all throughout the Locked On College channel and every week on Locked On Gifts. Thank you. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we are available daily and free breakfast in the podcast. We'll be back maybe later, maybe tomorrow, maybe Sunday, Monday at the latest, but we will be back to talk more Florida Gators football. We'll see how news goes. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33, and I'll see you all tomorrow.